following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm uh, I'm doing fine. Um, COVID-free at the moment, so I guess in this world, just having to be able to say that is a good thing. Yeah, it is. But um, I have to say, uh, as you know, I'm just feeling very sad because I had to make a decision, uh, which some people may agree with and some people may not, but I just decided that I was to host Thanksgiving dinner here at our place at the lake and decided not to uh, because the family that was going to be here would all be coming from Philadelphia and I was a little concerned about uh, their exposure to COVID and also my husband's exposure to them if they had it. I mean, I think most people know that my husband has um, some medical issues and so I didn't really want to put him at risk with all this. So I had to make that hard call this morning and decided that we were not going to have Thanksgiving here. And like I said to my sister, I said, you know, I heard somebody say it on the news the other night. One of the um, the doctors in New York City who was working with a bunch of COVID patients gave the advice of, well, if you see everybody for Christmas, you might end up being at a funeral for Thanksgiving. Uh, sorry, I blew that. If you see everybody at Thanksgiving, you might end up being at a funeral for Christmas. And that sounded kind of harsh, but I, I, I think that was kind of the point he was making, that it's not um, something to take lightly. As a matter of fact, the idea of getting together in closed quarters is even scarier as we move into the winter months. And even my sister said to me, um, I wouldn't mind being in a place like where you are as long as we could open the windows and doors every 15 or 20 minutes just to get some fresh air into the house. And I thought, yeah, that's probably very true. We could we could do that. That would make a lot of sense. But at the same time, and the heating bill is going to be too <laughs> Yeah, but you don't do it for that long, and you, you should do it. That's what um, they were saying a lot on the Today Show, that um, yeah. if you could, you know, be around... In, like outdoors and brave that if not open up some doors and get some fresh air in it or windows every so often i mean i at night sleep regardless of the temperature in the mm-hmm. winter i leave my window in my one of my windows in my room um oh cracked like about an inch and a half or so yeah um i've always done that Mostly, it's out of fear of carbon monoxide, <laughs> even though yeah, I have, well, I have detectors, I but, you know, you always feel like, are they foolproof? So, I always leave a window only because, and I've always done it, but my brother and his wife and my twin nieces 
um, if it weren't for their dog, Brutus, years and years ago, nudging at my brother Timmy to wake him up, they would have all died of carbon monoxide poisoning. They, three of them wow. had to go into those, that chamber. My brother yep. did not. And the weird thing was, now this is a long time ago, but the weird thing was the doctor told Timmy the reason that he didn't get affected like the rest of them is because he was a smoker. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, smoking was yeah. a good thing in that case. Yeah. Yeah, not that that's it, it, um, in any way to advocate for smoking, because it's not, it's not. But the point I'm making is that was, so I've been, that's been a fear of mine for a long time. So um, it, that's just why, but I'm glad I do it anyway, because there's a cool, like I'd rather sleep when it's cool than when it's oh, yeah. hot. So. And every sleep specialist would tell you the same thing. You need yeah, to sleep I in just, a cool room. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, especially I believe in the winter because I just think it's better that there's some outside circulation of air for everything. Now, does it does it bother my sinuses? Usually does, but I'd rather that and and not. There's just something about being going to bed with the crisp kind of uh, little bit of air from outside. I don't know. I just like it. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. when whatever you have to do, you do. And I think that's what I'll be doing or opening my doors every so often, which I tend to do anyway. But um, mm-hmm. you, you just, the thing is you have to be safe. And because you have someone in your home who is, um, I risk, you, you know, what? High risk. High risk. Yeah, I mean, you. Yeah. Yes, you have to. You have to do. You have to do those things. So. Um, well, I just hope we can at least get some movement the other way before Christmas, so that we'll be able to share Christmas together. I mean, that's a that's a tough one. I, Thanksgiving, I can say okay, but Christmas is really a tough one for me to not be with family. And yeah. and that maybe it may be how it has to be again. I don't know, but I'm sure there's plenty of our listeners out there who are having to make these same difficult decisions. And uh, I wish I wish we had some great words of uh, inspiration and hope, but at this point we don't. Uh, the only good news, I guess, we have to say, we have three companies that have uh, greater than ninety percent efficacy in the, uh, the production of vaccines. So if we can, that's such good news. That just means there's an, there is an end to this at some point. And uh, I, I want to say that it was a, um, the man who survived a lot of, not a lot, I think there were two of the Nazi death camps. Um, uh, his name was Ellie or Ely. You probably know his name. Ellie something. I can't think of it right now. But he wrote a book about about his experience. And what he kept saying was that human beings can tolerate anything as long as they know that there's an end of whatever it is. So, you know, it's, it's that unknowing. It's the openness of where we were that was so difficult to deal with from an emotional and psychological perspective. Um, You see all the numbers 
of the people, the increases in suicides and divorce rates and, um, and dramatic uh, problems uh, psychologically because there was no end in sight. And I think that that's, that is what people are recognizing, is that there is an end to this. And as soon as we get the vaccine, I'm not saying we should all go back to what we used to do, because who knows, there could be another one around the corner. But we, we learn to do things a little bit differently, things we took for granted that we just can't do anymore. And that's okay. That would be the new normal. But at least there is something to look forward to. And... I hope that we can get something going quickly because going into these winter months like this, it'd be very devastating if there was nothing. <laughs> and, you know, there's, people don't go on vacations. They're not going to be running down to Florida. Florida will be another hotbed, you know, of, uh, of people who aren't paying attention to what you need to do. It keeps, I just can't get over the number of the places where this is such a huge issue, like Iowa and North Dakota and Minnesota, <clears throat> places that you think of as being so remote. But the, the, the numbers are just extraordinary. Just extraordinary. Way, way out of control. <laughs> So yeah. I don't know what, what the answer is going to be, but um, I just wanted to share that that was, that's where I'm at in my head, is that I'm feeling very sad that I had to make that call, but I, I think it's a call that had to be made. So assuming that we can celebrate to some extent um, on Thanksgiving, there's uh, a bunch of things I think that we can talk about in a good way about um, family gatherings and the things that we can remember and um, the fun times, the good times, and maybe some questions we'll give you to, to ask your um, guests if you're going to have some for dinner on, thurs on Thursday, Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... Uh, it's you know, Lynn, the thing is, and I said this to a friend of mine, I was talking to Nada Gilmartin the other day, and, you know, we talked about, you know, it's one year, you know, with the help of God that this is something we have to do. And I said, you know, I know logically one year of doing it is, like, okay to say, but, like, one year can make such a difference in somebody being there or not being there, regardless of COVID. You know, I mean, I look at my mother. I mean, two years ago, we had Thanksgiving with my mother, who was very sick, but nonetheless, she was there. And a week later, she was gone, exactly a week yeah. later. Um, yeah. You just, those are the things that you just, you just don't know what you're going to have. And I think that that's part of it. I mean, you don't know even if you're able to have it. But, you know, when people say, oh, it's one year, you could do it next year, yeah, you can. But you have to take into consideration the reason why so many people are upset is because they have elderly grandparents or, or parents that they don't want to forego this holiday because that's a fear just in life in general. So yeah. it's it's very yeah. complicated, and I think people should realize it's not something you take lightly. You just, but you have to do it. Like you had to do it. We're doing it. I mean, I'm, there's four of us. Um, 
dinner at my house with four, my two kids, Meyer and, and yours truly. And we will have three people over later for dessert who I'm with all the time. Um, and that's it. And I mean, you know, there's usually 15 people at my sister's. And that's the other thing. My, right. You know, to have this holiday here and my, knowing my, my brother-in-law, Ed, who was, you know, part of our lives for 21, 22 years, you know, due to this stupid, ridiculous virus, is gone from us because of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's, it's just, it, it's surreal anyway, but when you really look at what it is, it's, it's just, it's, it's devastating. It truly is. And, and, you know, it, uh, my, one of my best friends and, you know, I went to the funeral last week and it was a big funeral and there were a lot of people and I was very nervous about all of that. And the genuine yeah. instinct of people to want to hug you and touch you, it, it just happens. It, and so mm-hmm. my girlfriend's mom passed away, one of my best friends since third grade, her, her mother, who I absolutely adored. Her mom passed away. She was 84, seven children, 84 years old. She had lost two children prior to her death. And I could not go. I couldn't go to the funeral. I couldn't go to the viewing simply because I was just too nervous of having been with so many other people just days before that. I tried to sort of quarantine myself for the most part and not go Mm -hmm. anywhere that I didn't need to be for the last couple days because you just, you're with all those people. You just, you don't know. So I just, it, it's heartbreaking because you just want to do these things and you can't. So you have to make decisions that are best for everybody in the long run. And that's, but I must say that my dear friend, Linda Chuchio Fazola, her mother, Beth Fazola, Beth, uh, Beth Chuchio, who I, I adored her. She had, they had six girls and one boy, and I always told them I was the seventh Chuchio girl because I was there all the time. If my mother got mad at me, if my father got mad at me, I was at Chuchio's. My mother came knocking on their window one time, get home. Um, the best spaghetti, she was a Welsh lady, Lynn, and she made the best spaghetti sauce of anybody I've ever, to this day, no, of anybody I've ever really? tasted. Absolutely, because she learned from her mother-in-law. So she has wonderful cool. children, and she's dear and would be dear and near, and always in my heart and I love you Mrs. Chucho and I love Linda and um, God bless your family so we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back you're listening to Laurie and Lynn show hi this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's morning news with Webster and Nancy and I know Laurie Cadden a lot of people know Laurie Cadden and more importantly Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people Laurie Cadden Enterprises specializes in fundraising public relations and special events Laurie Cadden can take your business or organization to the next level. This isn't something that you learn about in a book. Heck, it can't even be taught. Laurie Cadden lives it. She knows how to work a crowd, open doors, and build and nurture relationships. With Laurie Cadden Enterprises, you get, ta-da, Laurie Cadden and her 20-plus years of experience. Call Laurie today at 357-8399, 357-8399, or email Laurie. Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at lauriecadden.com, L-A-U-R-I-E-C-A-D-D-E-N.com. Laurie Cadden Enterprises, because it is who you know.
I'm Dr. Nicole DeNova. Since VREC opened its doors in 2010, we've treated over 30,000 patients, including the puppy whose curiosity led him to a porcupine and the police canine who was just doing his job. VREC is located at 318 Northern Boulevard in Clark Summit and is open 24-7 for your pet peace of mind. To learn more about us, visit VRECPA.com or call 570-587-7777. ERA, Exceptional Real Estate Agents. When you want to have the best of the best selling your home, you want ERA One Source Realty. With offices all over Northeastern Pennsylvania, ERA One Source Realty will give you the personalized service you'd expect from a professional real estate company. They have experienced realtors that have years of experience, which gives you, the home seller, an incredible advantage. They will offer suggestions to make your house sell faster. They will tell you what others will be looking for. They know how to present your home and sell its features, giving you the greatest chance to have your house sell fast. And ERA One Source Realty offers an industry-exclusive guarantee. If ERA doesn't sell your house, ERA will buy it. Yes, if they don't sell your house, ERA will buy it. That's peace of mind. That's a guarantee worth its weight in gold. Call ERA One Source Realty today and find out how you can have your house marketed by one of the top-rated companies in Northeastern Pennsylvania. Call 877-587-SELL or on the web at ERA1.com. ERA One Source Realty, always there for you. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Okay, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the Managing Director and Financial Planner with Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm in Clark Summit that is uh, specifically for the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse. And that's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many others. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And Lynn, we wanted to talk a little bit about our our boy, Johnny Lucas. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about your family gatherings, and Johnny's always been pretty much a part of that. And so that's another casualty, so to speak, of not being able to get together in the big groups for 15 or more people. But you've got, a, you've got something worked out for our man, Johnny. Yeah, we, as I call him, Johnny Lukai. Um, yeah, he's, we already discussed it. I had originally invited him because I thought I was going to do it. And then we spoke later and he goes, well, actually, Laurie, I, th- I was surprised you were going to do it. So I'm not surprised that you're not. So mm-hmm. he, I said, I will have dinner all ready for you, all packaged as if you were sitting with us. I know it won't be the same without looking across the table at my beautiful face, but other than that, you will have a dinner. <laughs> and he said, okay, okay. <laughs> so anyway, um, I'm going to package a lovely dinner for him along with all of his goodies and some extra because we always give Johnny extra. And he can come down, and I said, when you get to my, right near my house, call me, and I will put everything right on the porch in a nice bag for you, and you can take it. So that is our plan. Johnny and I already worked it out. So um, he will still be able to enjoy a delicious Thanksgiving with with uh, Thomas J. Foley the fourth cooking every ounce of this dinner, which will be phenomenal. And it will be turkey roulade, which is going to be, he made it last year just for our house. And, oh, my God. And for those of you who don't know what turkey roulade is, it's a turkey breast that is butterflied. 
and then you put the stuffing and seasonings and stuff right on top as the and then you roll it and bake it almost like a turkey version of brajol so um oh god it is so good lynn it's everything right well oh my god i can't even tell you so so anyway that's and last year he made it for the house and meyer was going to um a penn state game the saturday after thanksgiving and i cut he and john peterson and i cut that turkey like in a nice size and put it on a national hard roll for them because i made them some sandwiches mm-hmm. and all, they mm-hmm. john peterson still talks about that sandwich so <laughs> it's it's yeah it's fabulous so anyway it'll be a dinner wonderful dinner for him mm-hmm. we're going to miss him um and we'll i told him we'll see what happens towards christmas because he's always at all yeah. of our holidays yeah so anyway well, here's to our johnny lucas to happy Yes. Yes. Happy yes, Johnny. Happy. Lucas. Yes. Johnny Luke guy. Go ahead, Lynn. Okay. So I was going to say that, you know, one of the things that everybody does, and, and I don't know that this is something that people are so bored with in, in a normal Thanksgiving dinner, but I know in my family, we would go around the table and ask, what are you most thankful for this year? And everybody would give the usual things and you know, like thankful for the fact that we're all here together and blah, 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 blah. Well, those are kinds of things that now we almost, you know, just take them for granted. We used to, but we don't anymore, like you just said. Uh, Lots of opportunities to ask other questions that were submitted and uh, to a guy named Bob, and I really wish I could pronounce his last name correctly. It's spelled T as in Thomas, I-E-D as in David, E. And I think it's tidy or it's tied, I'm not sure. But this man is known for ask, for creating questions that stimulate a lot of great conversations in, uh, across all different types of industries. So there's, there's questions for financial planners to ask of their guests or their potential clients. There's financial, there's, a, there's questions for a doctor to ask to uh, his patients. He's got tons and tons of very thought-provoking questions. So he did a contest and asked some of his readers to submit questions that they would like um, or they've used at their own opportunities with around family. And these were some of the winners. So you might want to write these down if you can and think about asking these after you said, what are you thankful for? So here's one that says by a man named Rasul Berry from Indianapolis, Indiana. He said, can you share about a time when someone thanking you made a difference in your life? That's a great question. Uh, What quality in the people sitting around your table are you most thankful for and why? That came from Eric Rose in Montreal, Quebec. And then uh, a woman named Marf Meister in Orlando said, is there something or someone that you've had to be thankful for by faith this year? And I guess that's just, that's a question that's very provocative to me because I'm not quite sure what she meant. But I think- I know. I think it's by faith is that, you know, you think of someone 
that you have to be thankful for that maybe is not in a place where they're at their best behavior or um, they've exhibited some really difficult times and, and your, your faith is what holds you being thankful for them. What I think. Anyway, okay. and then there's Karen Donahue from uh, St. Louis, Missouri. If you could go back to say thank you to someone who has passed or someone whom you've lost contact with, what would you thank them for? And that's a very powerful question, especially I think of situations like you're in right now, where your brother-in-law just passed, your mom passed recently, and you think about them and they are so missing at your table. And you think if they were there, what would you thank them for? It's a great question. Yeah, it's a great question. And then a man named Benjamin Thomas from Xenia, Ohio, said, think of the toughest situation you have gone through this year. Uh, like, pick one, I'm thinking, you know. Yikes. As you think back on it, what are some things you've learned about yourself, others, and faith in the process? Um, what have you done this year that you're most proud of? Things do not always go as we hope. What went wrong this year that you're now thankful for? That's a great question. Say that again. Things do not always go as we hope. What went wrong this year that you are now thankful for? Oh. That comes under the, my mom always says that, you know, there's something bad, comes something good. You know, and you... When when God God closes it. Yeah, one door he opens another. closes the door, he opens the window, yeah. And that's the same thing, that in the moment, which I think we can all reflect on at this point, in the moment that this COVID thing has truly messed up our lives in many ways, um, and if not financially, then emotionally, um, psychologically, there's just so many repercussions of this. When we're in it and we're feeling it, the question then is, what can you be thankful for out of that? And so many people say, I got to know my kids better. I got to know my my husband better. We had quality time. We started playing games together that we never did before. We just did so many things as a family that we never had time to do because we all went in different directions. And now we're all under one roof. And so uh, that might be a really relevant question to ask this time of the year. Well, and... and Go ahead. That's what I was thinking. Like, I was told a friend of mine the other day that, because her children are with her right now, and I said to her, just think of it, enjoy every minute of it, because you'll never have that time again. Like, to, to know that my son Tommy would be home for six weeks in the, like the end of March through the, through April was amazing to me that the kid even would consider being not, not that he was at my house, but he was at his, with his father. 
he was with me, you know, a lot. And we saw mm-hmm. each other because Sean was at my house. And having three people under one roof trying to work remotely was hard. So, but the point I'm getting at is, uh, is Sean uh, home so much. I mean, you know, he's starting his career in the, the spring. And, he, you know, he's out of school. And th- this will be a whole different, you know, he won't be around as much as I'm used to him being there. You know, he's 26. And he's been around a long, you know, a long time doing stuff. So, um, th- th- having that time, I think, has afforded all of us that opportunity to get to be with your children when you never thought you would again, like that. Yeah. So yeah. it's a good thing. Another question is: This is really an interesting, introspective one. What is the most difficult thing? To thank God for. What? That is a great question. What the is most the most difficult, difficult thing to thank God for? You mean to? Okay. Well, that's a tough the coronavirus. One. That would be very difficult to thank God for. But in a lot of ways, like we just said, it made us become different people, and not so bad either. Um, and yet there are horrible, horrible situations of people who can't have no food to put on the table and they can't pay their rent and they're being, they will be evicted or they lost their car because they couldn't make payments. But there's terrible things that have happened because of this. It would be extremely difficult to thank God for the coronavirus. But at the same time, there are also things that came out of that, strengthening relationships, getting to know children, especially teenagers, so much better. Um, a lot of things, decisions that were made to downsize, which is something you should have done before, but now when you can sit back and look at it, you're forced to do it. And for people who bought brand new homes because the mortgage rates were so low and they have the house of their dreams. That's, you know, when you think about it, there are a lot of things to be thankful for in the midst of it. But it's a hard yeah. question, very hard question to ask. And this is another one. If you were allowed to possess only the things you give thanks for this year, what top three things would you own right now? If you were able to... If you were allowed to possess only the things you gave thanks for this year, what top three things would you possess? Wow. Wow. That's, they're tough. I mean, these are, these are very interesting. They're questions. very in, deep and introspective. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, there's plenty more of them, but, um, one other thing I wanted to say before we move into the next segment is there's a, this is a, a fabulous, fabulous opportunity. If you are with people, if those people who are coincidentally are high risk, as well as the people that you would want to ask to, to observe this about, if they are in your presence, if they are not in nursing homes, if they are not in places as assisted living or something else. But if these are people that are in 
generations that are in their 60s or older and you are with them this is a very important opportunity especially most especially if you only see them once a year or once every six months or something where there's an opportunity to notice changes in their personality and this is the top 10 red flags of diminished capacity i say this because i want you to if you are in a situation with your older family members here are some of the things you want to look for they appear to be unable to process simple concepts they appear to have memory loss they appear unable to recognize or appreciate the consequence of decisions they make decisions that are inconsistent with his or her current long-term goals and commitments they demonstrate erratic behavior they refuse to allow appropriate investment advice this may be particularly concerning when the advice is consistent with previously stated investment objectives they appear to be concerned or confused about missing funds in his or her account where reviews indicate there were no unauthorized money movements or no money movements at all they are not aware of or do not understand recently completed financial transactions they appear to be disoriented with surroundings or social settings they appear uncharacteristically unkempt or forgetful and on that lovely note we're going to take a break and we'll be right back to discuss that and more on the Laurie and Lynn Show. Hi, my name is Lynn S. Evans, CFP, co-host of the Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the managing director of a new business, Women of Substance, LLC, a financial planning firm dedicated to the specific financial needs of baby boomer women. I help them navigate through widowhood, retirement, divorce, and job loss. Send me an email at lynn at lynnsevans.com and let me know how I can help you. I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, available on more than 30 sites, including iTunes, Stitch and Google Play. We record these lively conversations with women who've been there and have great advice to give others so they don't go down the same dark holes. And we feature some experts who share some great ideas to be prepared before you have to face these transitions. And we have a whole lot of fun. Please don't let the fear of not knowing about personal finances stop you anymore. I am here to take the confusion and mystery out of money. Go to my website, lynnsevans.com and see how we can set up a time to talk or browse around the many blogs and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy. Your ignorance of it is. The well-established and highly respected Northeastern Pennsylvania certified public accounting firm, Michael A. Barbetti, LLC, is making changes after almost 40 years in business. The firm name has changed and is now Barbetti McHale, LLC, CPA, reflecting the addition of Michael F. McHale as partner in the longstanding firm. Although the name and partnership are a significant change, the staff won't change. Their Dunmore location won't change. The way they serve clients won't change. Their work ethic won't change. And 
Michael Barbetti's involvement won't change. The Barbetti-McHale Partnership adds Mike McHale's three decades of experience in corporate and not-for-profit accounting for the clients of the regional firm. Barbetti-McHale LLC Certified Public Accountants provides professional accounting and tax services to all types of clients, ranging from individuals and family-owned businesses to governmental agencies and nonprofit organizations. Call Barbetti-McHale CPAs at their Dunmore office, and you too can make a change for the better. Business Banking at Fidelity. Universal Printing started out in Northeast Pennsylvania in June of 1995. Since that time, we have grown to 155 employees. What we do, we're a document solutions business. We do printing. We have an IT department on site. There's computer programmers, developers, production people. So all of our IT is done in-house. The nature of our business is it is very capital intensive. What we continue to do is adapt to the needs of our customers. And in order to do that, we have to continue to invest in the best state-of-the-art equipment that's out there. And we can do that with the support of Fidelity Bank. Fidelity allows us to play on a playing field that we could never have played on if we didn't have the support of a strong local bank that believed in us. They're not just saying they support the community, they're doing it. And we feel really blessed to have a partner in Fidelity Bank. Lori and Lynn. Hi, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the financial planner and managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm that's devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse. And that's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and many others. And I am Larry Cadden, the owner of Larry Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. Before the break, we were talking about some red flags for people um, to think that we may be headed down a path of dementia or worse. But the reason, again, I hate to put downers on things. We've got enough of those. Especially if you haven't been around um, some of your older family members for quite some time. It, you, you may not notice these things, but um, if you see that stark difference between who they were the last time you were together and who they are now, it would most definitely be worth it to have a conversation with their doctor um, or I would say with some people don't have, uh, don't see their primary physicians a lot. They, they have developed relationships with their uh, nurse practitioners or um, other medical personnel on staff. But whomever that is, um, a, a well-placed call would, could make a difference. And it doesn't have to be in front of that person, but you can just tell them what you've observed and have that practitioner make notes so that the next time someone comes in or they could call for other reasons to get them to um, even do a, a telehealth visit, a lot of these things would be obvious if certain questions were asked. And I, I know that these questions are very common practice. Uh, the same ones I've, since my husband has dementia. I've heard them 
several times when he does his uh, annual meetings with his uh, neurologist. And they're things like, I'm going to tell you three things that um, I'm thinking about, three words, and I'll ask you in a couple minutes to tell them to me. Makes me nervous because sometimes I can't remember them, but I don't think I, <laughs> I, I don't think I have dementia. Anyway, um, but there there are things like that where they just they do a psychological exam that can be very helpful in deciding whether or not this is just uh, normal for somebody our age or if it is something that's uh, that's worth pursuing. And the reason I say that is because there's so many things that can be done to help people with these conditions before they get to a point where they have, they need uh, full-time medical care. And I've been very fortunate that I've had my husband um, with me in the sense that his care needs are not so bad that he has to be in any kind of facility. I do have help, and that's a good thing. Um, I do work with a caregiver who is with him as we speak, and it's more respite care for me than it is that he needs the care. But it's also good to get him out. And as my sister and I were saying this morning, <laughs> my mother always said to us, whenever she, we were getting on her nerves, and it was possible that we could go out. She'd say, go outside and play and get the stink blown off you. I said, okay, fine. <laughs> I know. I know. Jeez, you heard that one? <laughs> yes. Yes. I don't like it, but yeah. yes. No, I know. But it, it's funny when you think back on it. And if you get the stink blown off you. When you get to a point where you're just in the house 24-7, it's just a good thing to get outside and get get some air and especially as we're recording this today the sun is out and it's going to be a wonderful day get a little vitamin d you need some of that too that helps especially those of us who are in the northeast because we don't get enough of it but it's um it, it's really interesting to see how knowing what i know about the condition that he has that i can work with it rather than against it. And if yeah. you don't know that that is something that is in place with people, you could get very frustrated with them and angry with them because you'd say things like, I just told you that five minutes ago, why don't you remember? Well, because they, yeah. they can't. You know, or um, I know. telling him to put his socks on. Why do I have to put my socks on? Because you're going to go outside. Well, where am I going? I said, you're going out for lunch. I know it, Lynn. It's, it's bizarre. It is, it is weird because when you're, when you're with people who have dementia, it is difficult to try to explain to others that he seems to be very fine, very functional, very normal, but then you get into a conversation and you start to hear strange things. So I'm just saying if, if you are with people, for this, this holiday season, even if it's through Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever it is, and you're in the presence of people that things just don't sound right to you, don't dismiss it. It's not something that, it, it may be something that's important to acknowledge 
and and if you're not with people for quite some time, your observations could be extremely, extremely important because people who live with them 24-7 maybe don't pick it up. So keep your eyes and ears open this holiday season and see if there is something that's not one of those things, it's several of those things combined. So anyway, I wanted to make sure we, we throw that out there for people who may be getting together Thanksgiving this time around. Yeah, and the other um, thing is, yeah, it's that that's and you know that's hard then because a lot of people are going a little stir crazy with the, you know, <laughs> with being alone and being in this whole thing. So mm-hmm. you got to make sure that's not what's at play either. Right. Because they're talking about how much this is affecting every aspect of this is affecting mm-hmm. so many um all, like all these age groups you know children are resilient yes but you know they have to deal with all this extra stuff and the not, the lack of socialization and you know all of those kind of things that are you know are present ever so present so you know with an older person that that's that's the same thing or someone who might be you just got to make sure it's not a situational type thing but i guess checking it is right and addressing it is always better than not yeah it's it's uh it's delicate and it could be a little sticky um and how do you think and this is personal but how do you think the big guy has been handling all of this absolutely perfectly yeah because all he keeps saying is I am so glad we bought this house. I am so glad that we are here. This is the perfect place to weather out the pandemic. He says it at least two or three times a day that he's so thrilled and happy that he's here. Well, but Lynn, he's right about that. I mean, it really is. is. You know, I mean, he's very happy being here. It's not, he's not feeling any kind of pressure of, wanting to go anywhere or do any feeling uh, cabin fever. He doesn't feel that at all. He thinks yeah, so great. the adverse effect hasn't been the problem for him. No, but I think it's funny that um, I said to him now we've been here since March 20th. That's quite a long time, much longer than I thought we would be, but, you know, I've been I guess the word is bastardizing the other house and taking things um, and keep moving them up here and moving them up here. And I know it would be really, really hard for me to try to figure out how to get all this stuff back that belongs there. But at the same time, it is, it is something that has we've been here and kind of live here on a full-time basis, clearly. Uh, but the mail's still being forwarded. I'm, I'm not changing it uh, to this address for a lot of reasons. But... Uh, but he, in all of that, every once in a while, he'll say to me, are we staying here tonight? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we are. We are. Okay. Are we going to stay here this weekend? Yes, we are. Okay, good. Then he's happy. Well, again, that's, that's because that, and then he knows he has that comfort level of it. So, Lynn, right. Exactly. So. That's what yeah. makes him happy. Mm-hmm. There you go. Well, I guess we'll um, take 
leave of you all now and wrap this show up for the day. We have two guest experts with us next week, Lynn, Fidelity yes. Bank and VREC. Um, so we will uh, have a full show with that next week. And in the meantime, everyone, please enjoy your uh, holidays. Uh, your family and your friends and those you love are so precious. So please uh, just enjoy it the best you can and, and celebrate well. And we will see you next week. We always appreciate you listening. And uh, have a good weekend. Be safe and please be nice. Bye. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>